Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi are here with you once again. Um, icebreaker. What is your go-to pregnancy remedy right now? Oh, good one. I like it. Um, well, I am currently 27 weeks pregnant and um, just entering into the lower back pain stage of my pregnancies. <laughs> So, uh, right now I've just been digging the Epsom salt bath. I look forward to it every day oh, yeah, yeah. and yeah, get some good quality Epsom salts and it works wonders in my life. Mm-hmm. Get real excited every day. Like mm, time for an Epsom salt bath. So yeah, aches and pains that really helps. I wonder if you could use cayenne is really good for circulation. Yeah. With like muscle yeah. aches and stuff. I'm, I wonder I'm if you're sure do- this is a baby position issue. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause, um, well, one, the shape of my belly and then two, um, whenever Jared rubs on this certain spot in my back, <laughs> she like wiggles and freaks out and pushes towards the front. Oh. Of my belly. So I know that. It's- okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know that she's like, Hey, get out of my zone. And I'm like, well, and you're, you haven't done an ultrasound anytime recently too. So it's not like you are no positioning. No, I just know that Hmm. the last one that I did, she was, um, okay. And then, um, yeah, now I just have lower back pain, but I mean, it's not, it's not, it's nothing, it's nothing to really complain about. Just something that's happening in my life, but (laughs) Which brings us probably to our topic, but tell us yours right now. Um, I just have to like be drinking sweet things constantly. I cannot okay. drink water in my first trimester. And so um, I have Zevias all the time mm-hmm. and I'm going to try, I want to try making some um, homemade soda, some ginger soda. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. Do you so, like, do you like iced tea? I do like iced tea, yes. Have you made the venison for dinner sweet tea? Her- yes, it is yeah. good. I, re- I really like that sweet tea. Um, yeah. And it's just like honey and salt, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, because of the electrolytes, yep. Mm-hmm. I did that And I'm lot. still nursing Cyril, so I'm having to like drink a oh, ton and <laughs> yeah. struggling. Man, yeah. I have never nursed and been pregnant at the same time, but I, I can't imagine. Like, do you ever even pee? Like there's probably nothing left. In the <laughs> Actually, yes, mo- although it's mostly at night, which is my <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Which brings us to our topic. So we're going to talk about pregnancy today, and yes. you know we're both pregnant dur- during a pandemic, which some may call mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. We don't think so. <laughs> we yeah, I guess the Lord planned this for me. Yeah. <laughs> you guys planned it. The Lord planned it for yeah. me. <laughs> Um, and honestly, like, obviously God controls life. So, um, but we had tried for this time. It was like three months. It usually takes us a little bit to get pregnant. Um, after I had weaned Valor, it took like three months to get pregnant. So yeah, God ordained this timing as well. Um, 
2020 babies. People have already been like, when did you find out that you were pregnant? I was thinking about this the other day. I think it was March. Okay. Was that March? I think it was March. <laughs> I think that's what I was going to say. It was around right the same the, time as COVID. Right the kickoff of COVID. Maybe. What was, were you going to say people have said to you? Uh, like Purell is a good name and like oh, funny, funny, like <laughs> pandemic inspired names for the baby. So, oh dear, which I will pass on, but, um, I've had people telling me that I'm not appropriately fighting climate change because I'm <laughs> having a fifth child. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> How dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you? I thought so. <laughs> A baby's probably going to be farting and giving off lots of gases. They're just going to ruin her atmosphere. <laughs> I was a little saucy about that one. Yeah. Just because so. I was like, you know, you're kind of barking up the wrong tree. I'm actually pretty into sustainable agriculture, so please be quiet. <laughs> and people are the answer to this problem. Yeah, I'm raising little farmers, so leave me alone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so why did you want to talk about pregnancy? I wanted to talk about pregnancy for two reasons. One, we are in a pandemic. And I mean, I know some friends who, um, you know, people are waiting to have kids or people are maybe just scared to have kids at all now, or people are really thinking through like, if I'm going to have more kids, how am I going to do it? Am I going to do it in a hospital? Am I not going to do it in a hospital? Because everything is like freaking crazy right now. (laughs) Um, And so I was listening to Courageous Parenting, I think is the name of the podcast, but um, they, they were talking about this topic specifically with COVID and it got me thinking about how we're literally ensuring a future for ourselves through 2020 by having another child Hmm. because we're accepting a blessing that the Lord is giving us. He calls it a blessing to have another child, even in 2020. Um, and so if you want to ensure that you're turning a profit, um, I, this is my second unexpected pregnancy. We've always wanted to have more kids, but the timings were unexpected for us. And usually it's unexpected because you think it's a bad season to have a child. But if you want to see fruitfulness from a bad season, you need to accept the blessing the Lord gives you in that season. And so literally seeing little Cyril, what a sweet little blessing he is and seeing that God turned a prophet of the season of living in a basement through a little child for us. Yeah. Um, I think Christians need to be viewing it as that. And part of why I've kind of had this mental change too is um, I want to be careful about how I talk about this because I'm not saying you're in sin if you don't have a home birth. I have had multiple hospital births, but when we did go the home birth route, and we started taking some natural childbirth classes, I realized how um, scared the medical system wants you to be at pregnancy. Hmm. Everyone, I don't think there was a single believer in any of my child um, birth classes, and they were so happy and joyful about even the inconveniences. And it was really convicting as a Christian to not sit there and just be like, well, I'm tired and I didn't sleep last night and I've still got to feed all the kids and blah, 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 blah. And when you look at scripture, scripture does talk about labor pains, but when you look at pregnancy, the season of pregnancy is always talked about as a blessing. And so that, you know, coming through a fifth pregnancy right now, that has been so convicting for me to just control my mouth and remember that this really is a season, if unexpected for me, a season of blessing. And I need to be content in that. 
Yeah. And I think, I think I've maybe, I didn't really know how to talk about unexpected pregnancies as a Christian. I'm still, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I don't, I don't like calling it unexpected because mm-hmm. we are graciously welcoming this child in. We wanted more children, like I said. Um, so I don't, I don't, it's weird. Cause you can almost feel sh- ashamed to tell someone it was not a planned pregnancy, mm-hmm. but you know, we've always known that the Lord plans pregnancies. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was just kind of my heart behind it is just helping people look at unexpected pregnancies appropriately, but also look at them in 2020 appropriately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just inconveniences of pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, just knowing that children are always a blessing um, yes. <clears throat> and that the Bible says that children are arrows in the hand of a warrior. Um, so that whenever we have kids, this isn't a, um, drain on our resources. This isn't a drain yeah. on our energy, a drain on our life. Um, but mm-hmm. these are arrows that the Lord has given us and that we should be thankful for them and that it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it to get mm-hmm. them because for me, pregnancy, uh, I have different pregnancies have been different obviously, but, um, none of them have been easy. Uh, I am incredibly morning sick, like the first 13 or so weeks, usually. Um, And this one, especially super, super morning sick Um, for 13 weeks, like puking to the point of dehydration and yeah, bad. But um, after I had my first, I remember being like, okay, don't need to do that again. And then had like a horrendous labor (laughs) that ended in a Mm -hmm. C-section. But after having the first and thinking like, okay, that's enough. Like one kid will do it. Don't need to go through that again. And then <laughs> like, and then like, um, you know, the further you get out, the further you're like, okay, that's <laughs> crazy to think that that wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. And then my theology kind of caught up with my feelings and realized mm. like, okay, actually, um, there is some kind of saving through childbirth that happens that God yes. sanctifies us through this hardship and it's worth it for that. Um, mm-hmm. that life isn't about ease, that a lot of blessings come through, um, toil and yes. work and that that's not a bad thing that we shouldn't be scared of difficulty and pain yes. that, um, lots of things and places in the Bible talk to us about, um, suffering, bringing endurance and that there is good fruit to be had through hardships. So, um, I heard one of other people talking about their tremendous morning sickness and how they were like hospitalized for it and feeling very encouraged by that to know that they had more children after a very hard pregnancy. So I thought it would be helpful to share on here. Like, you know what? It is worth it. Like, If Mm -hmm. I can just give my voice to that same sentiment of, yes, pregnancy is super hard, but the process, even the difficulty Mm -hmm. is worth it because God is at work and he is sanctifying. And I can say that this pregnancy, God has been so gracious and kind to me, not because it's been perfect or easy or painless, um, but because he has taught me a lot through this and given joy Mm -hmm. and cheerfulness through pain. And, yeah. through, and through not being able to do things that I would have probably preferred to do, um, mm-hmm. preferred to been able to feel like doing. Um, yeah. But God has brought 
um, just a steadiness to our family through it and graciousness mm. even with our children. Um, mm. One thing I was worried about was like, oh man, how am I going to be able to like school and keep up the house and cook and do all the things that I normally do with my children and with my home? How am I going to be able to do that through not feeling good? And um, I'm not saying that God like, made it so that I'm able to be superwoman and now I still do all the things. It's not that, but he has provided sweet um, providences through this mm -hmm. to where things look differently, but he is, he is steady through it and yeah. has made our family life be steady through different mm -hmm. season. You mentioned having the hard labor because um, when I had Cyril, I had a really, really hard, hard labor. And I remember standing in the kitchen and just praying like, Lord, my midwife had kind of told me like, I think you're stalling. I had been in labor almost 24. I'd been labor over 24 hours. I think you may not actually have the baby for another week or two. And I was <laughs> in so much pain. And I just was praying like, Lord, if you have written, cause you know, we hear about birth plans all the time. We have plans. Um, and I just remember praying like, Lord, if you have written this much pain, pain into my birth story with Cyril. I need you to get me through it. Mm -hmm. I, am I remember saying, I'm submitting myself to your sovereign plan, but you have got to get me through it because I cannot go through all this on my own. And I remember thinking after that, I was pretty scared <laughs> at the idea of ever having another child. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I had PTSD just from hearing your birth story. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. It was terrifying. <laughs> and uh, but I remember thinking, like, I understand why people who don't know the Lord, why they let their birth story and birth trauma, quote unquote, mm -hmm. define them. But I have the sovereign lens of the Lord's hand on my birth story. And I don't need to make a decision out of fear. I need to make a decision that out of faith that the Lord would take care of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that were to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> so here Lexi is now really having to walk in that faith and actually pray like, Lord, is it possible that you could, I could have a less painful yeah. pregnancy? I don't know. It, I don't know. But yeah. um, to just not, not be worst case scenario all the time. That's not what Christians should be like. Yeah. Because even if it is worst case scenario, we have the Lord walking through it, helping us through it each step of the way. Exactly. And we have a guarantee of his peace. And yes. knowing, like you said, knowing his, knowing that he's with us and then we have peace that surpasses understanding. So if it is some kind of traumatic event, um, again, then we know that God can give his peace. And, yes. <clears throat> and that's what I've been praying for just for, with our baby due in December, like God, however this ends up happening, please just let it be a peaceful <laughs> experience. <laughs> like, I know. even if, even if it's super painful, like. As long as there is the remembrance of God's presence and peace through it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like to try and be careful um, about how I do talk to people about it because I've, I've had people that have kind of been like, after my husband leaves the room, well, how do you really feel about it? Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like, what do you mean? How do I really feel about it? I have one option. I can fuss about it the whole way yeah. or I can be cheerful and enjoy this the whole time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, oh gosh, I don't think many people don't realize how, just how deceptive those 
Because what I want to say to the person in that moment is my only other option is an abortion. What would you have me do? Mm-hmm. And it just, we don't realize how much the world's view of children has affected us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you have an unexpected pregnancy and you're telling people about it, don't be fearful of standing up for those little children <laughs> mm-hmm. because yeah. the Lord has probably given them to you to stand up for them. Yeah. So don't feel ashamed about it. Be a little saucy if you need to. <laughs> Recently I was somewhere and a man said, you guys are having another kid? I said, yep. And he said, don't you know how that, don't you guys know how that happens? And I said, yeah, we're actually pretty intentional about how that happens. <laughs> and he, we went on to talk for a while and then he said, I don't think a pastor should have very many kids because people will think that's what? he said because people will think that's the only thing that you know how to do in ministry is make babies. What? <laughs> like, oh my god. What? <laughs> okay. And then he went on, you know, talk more about it. And then I said the arrow arrows in the hand of a warrior. That's what God's given us, arrows in the hand of a warrior. Said we're very thankful. And um, and the whole time just smiling and kind of chuckling it off, you know, because like, what the heck? Why do you continue to bring <laughs> so weird over and over again? He just couldn't get over the fact that we were having a third, third. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you don't even know my friends. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Wow. So when you are met with those that feel as though children are not a blessing, but a burden. And yeah always to be an accident. How dare you try to have a fifth child? Of course it would be an accident. Yeah. Here to remind them that we, we are happy that these children came. Um, and let your husband be excited. I mean, Brian is always so, so excited to like lead the conversation and those things. And it is helpful. It's helpful for me to come behind him and be like, no, this is a good thing. This is not an accident. This is not something to be ashamed of. This is a very good thing. And now he's looking forward to all the grandkids and I'm going to celebrate with him. And it's, you know, people can feel bad for you as the wife. Well, well, you're the one that has to put up with it. It's kind of like, yeah, but he's taking care of me the whole time. Like, exactly. <laughs> this is, this is a, I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. It, it's not that the husband is completely absent from the pregnancy, especially, no. especially in my pregnancies. Like, no, it, yeah, it is, exactly. It is a very, it is a very um, intentional thing that has to happen because mm-hmm. he knows, okay, for the next 10 months or so, um, he is doing more than normal <laughs> around mm-hmm. the house um, just because pregnancy is hard and it requires dad. Yeah, and, and two, maybe it just some, for people mentally going through the whole morning sickness or bed, bed rest thing for the first time, I was on bed rest for the last, I, w- I had to take it easy the second half of my pregnancy, but I was on strict bed rest the last six weeks, and I just felt so bad that Brian was doing everything, and I just felt so bad, and I just remember one day watching him, I think it was actually after Cyril was born, when I still couldn't get up out of bed. I remember watching him walk by the end of our bed and pick Cyril up out of the, the crib. And the Lord just told me like, this is what I made him to do to protect women and children. Yeah. So stop taking this from him. Yeah. This is where his manhood is. Mm-hmm. And that just totally changed everything for me. Totally changed it. Yes. That is awesome. So now he can gladly make dinner when I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. You go for it. You protect and provide. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. So. Yeah. And I, I think that it's good for us to be reminded, like, 
it's okay for us to be taken care of sometimes. Like, yes, that's, we shouldn't feel guilt over that. Like that's a blessing from the Lord. Or um, I think Nancy talked about this recently on her podcast. I don't get super sick, but I just, I can't get to everything that I do during the day. So the house has pretty much not been in a completely picked up state for about three weeks now. (laughs) And it's not that I'm not working hard. It's not that I'm sitting on the couch all day. It's just that I'm slower. I'm physically slower. And I felt really bad about the first week. And then Nancy, I heard her say like, it's not a sin to be tired at the end of the day. And it made me realize in pregnancy, it's not a sin to have dishes in the sink at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Or to still have some toys on the floor at the end of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're being diligent with the energy God has given to you, mm-hmm. you're being cheerful about it. You're not in sin then. Just go to sleep and give it to the Lord. Cast that anxiety on the Lord and go to yes. sleep. Yeah. And um, knowing that I'm sure your husband and family would much rather have a cheerful <laughs> wife and mother and st- instead of a completely exhausted, grouchy wife and mother, but yes. the floor be clean, you know? Um, that everything's a trade-off sometimes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, just making those trade-offs of like, okay, today I need to simply be growing a baby and do the minimal of Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Um, okay. (laughs) I do have sort of a random question because this one caught me by surprise. Is there something that you were just really having to be super diligent about staying on top of this pregnancy? Uh, like housework wise, you mean, or what? Yeah. Like for me, I have just been struggling to get the laundry folded and put Mm -hmm. away, Mm -hmm. just struggling. And and I have to make it like, this is my goal today. My kids need the clean clothes in their drawer. Like that's it. (laughs) The underwear has to happen. (laughs) Um, not necessarily. I, right now I have this issue going on where, there is a mysterious urine smell in my master bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to the bottom of this morning, I like scrubbed the trash can in there. I'm like, where is this urine smell? Oh, but God. there's lots of boys in my house. So it's really unknown to me where it could be coming from. I'm about to like take the toilet apart. And like, oh, yeah. I have a very sensitive nose right now. So yes. no one else on planet earth can smell this mysterious urine smell, but I can. So, okay. So, you know, I just started cloth diapering again and I was thinking that exact thing. I'm like, this is the worst possible time (laughs) in a woman's life to start cloth diapering again. (laughs) Oh, I didn't think about that. What kind of trash can did you get? Um, I just got a little like flip top one from Walmart. I just stick it in Cyril's closet. Okay. Like a, like one of those canister. Yes. And I might, I might want to invest. I don't know why it's probably because I'm pregnant, but when I did cloth diapering before, I never remember smelling it like I do now. I don't ever smell ours. Do you think it's just my pregnancy then? Mm, I don't know. I never smell ours unless I get the bag out of our diaper trash can. Oh, it is just bugging the heck out of me. What kind of bags are you using? Do you have a wet bag? Are you just using like a... No, I don't have a wet bag. So that was what I was thinking of. Well, I'm using trash bags. Yeah. I was thinking I may either need to just get a nicer bag or... I wonder if a wet bag would be thicker to hold in the space. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll send you a picture of the trash can that I have. Okay. Because if you, I mean, if you're going to be doing it for the next couple, yeah. kid, couple kids, then it may be worth it to just get like a good trash can. Yeah. 
yeah diaper can i think i gotta send you a picture of it i can't remember i think it's like deco you know i can't find any of my maternity clothes no clue are you where serious? they are i don't know i don't know what i did i i'm wondering if i was so anxious about having another that i probably Me? gave them to friends and just don't remember it that's what happened to so, me. Really had but no I've checked clothes. all the closets. I've checked under all the beds. I have no idea where they are. <laughs> and, you know, it's harder in winter than in summer to not have maternity clothes. Mm-hmm. You have to wear pants. Yeah, it's I know. And it's kind of, I'm not super time. sad because I'm like, when you're having your fifth kid and you're still, like, looking at your first pregnancy clothes, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> so I kind of feel that. like I'm getting a fresh start, but I didn't. And now really you know about Ross's maternity section. That's I know. Tip, Seriously. everyone. Ross's yes. maternity section. It's so cheap. It is. Okay. And I will give this recommendation. Maybe your Ross has them. I don't know if it will or not. My Ross has these maternity leggings and they're called Feathers brand maternity leggings. I don't know. It's some, some of you may not care and you may not be into leggings, but they're so good. If you got them, didn't you? You got them. I knew it. Yes. Lexi just showed me the pack. I have mine on right now. They're very good. Very good. They're like a maternity dupe for, um, what's that really expensive brand? Not a uh, Lululemon. They're like the Lululemon oh, really? line leggings, but maternity oh. $4.99 at Ross. You're huh. Everyone. Well, I Even have I'm not one, pregnant, I'm going to wear these all the time. One tip. I've had um, varicose veins in my legs the last two pregnancies, and they were down my legs last time. But the first time I had them, they were just like behind my knee and like up by my hips. And it's really hard to find the compression socks that go all the way up there because they're usually just like yeah. ankle yeah. to knee. But Old Navy has a medium weight compression legging. So it's like full compression on all the, the whole length of your leg. And I just got them in the mail yesterday and I wore them to bed last night and I just felt like somebody was hugging my legs. It was so nice. Really? So nice. Yes. Cause you want, you just like that pressure when they, you want to press mm-hmm. in. Hmm. So, and I already have them again. So. Oh really? Yes. It, I think it's, <laughs> my mom's like, like, well, Lexi, it wasn't that long ago that all those muscles were being used. I just think I already have heartburn again. Everything has just come yeah. back really fast this time. Yeah. Uh, so. so the varicose veins go away after you have the baby? Oh my gosh, yes. I, wow. I've never, I, know. I have not had varicose veins, so I don't know much about them. But I um, thought it was a situation like once you got them, they didn't go away. They, that, it can be that way sometimes, but mine weren't that way. I, I really think it was Miracle of Miracles because our um, co-op wouldn't cover the vein surgery and mine were so bad Jordan did I ever show you a picture uh yeah I I think you may have and I I just I literally looked like like somebody with a baseball bat yes it was Mm -hmm. so so bad but they went completely away it was crazy praise God so yep I've heard stories about varicose veins in unforeseen places uh mine aren't like that (laughs) (laughs) yes that, that would be bad okay our network bandwidth is low now. Do you see that? We better cut it off. Anyway, oh, okay. have babies to the glory of God. Yes. Yep. Thanks okay. for listening. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives, 
Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.